It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Mr. Pop. Is that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Four score and seven years ago. When in the course of human events. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Merry Christmas. I'm actually recording this on Christmas Day in Burlington in southern Ontario in Canada. As always, as normal, unfortunately, I haven't quite got the episode out that I promised you when I said I would. I thought that by now I'd have part two of Reagan done and I would have the election of 1960 done in December. But of course, other things have taken precedence. However, what we have in this episode is more than just an adequate substitute. We put on a poll on the Facebook group for 10 American presidents about a month ago asking you what scenarios from alternative American history would you like our friends on the Twilight Histories podcast to create? So one of the winning suggestions was by Brian Smith, and he asked the question, what would history have been like if the US had entirely taken over Mexico after the Mexican Civil War? Enjoy our man in Monterey. Hi, I'm Jordan Harbour from the Twilight Histories podcast. I want to give a huge thank you to Royfield Brown for inviting us on your show. The Twilight Histories is a storytelling podcast where you are the main character. You're a time traveler who explores different worlds, some familiar, 
some totally exotic. Egypt locked in an ice age, a Carthaginian colony on Mars. Royfield invited us to come onto your show and create stories about America for you. We asked you for your story ideas on Facebook and got over 47 responses. Today's idea comes from your listener, Brian Smith, who wants to hear a story set in Mexico. But it's not the Mexico you know. In this timeline, Mexico was conquered by America. Here is Kevin Valbanese from the Twilight Histories podcast in A Man of Monterey. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. High noon. The sun hangs overhead, scorching the streets of Monterrey without a single solitary cloud to offer respite to the poor, thronging masses below. The heat above meets a heavy humidity below, leaving you and everyone else drenched in sweat. It's hardly a day to be out and about running errands, and it's certainly not the day you'd want to vote. And yet, here you are, standing smack dab in the middle of the Plaza de la Gobierno, squeezing past the citizens of Monterrey as you make your way toward the Palacio. The fever of election is in full swing, with partisans of both major candidates proselytizing to the faithful and the indifferent in this eleventh hour. In this tiny square, both campaigns have managed to erect several platforms from which they can fly banners, play music, and hurl promises at the crowds. Two names dominate the ornate displays here in the heart of Monterrey. Alphonse Reinhard and Hector Ignacio de Leon. Those names are on the lips of many soothsayers as they spin prophecies that would make John of Patmos blush. You would think you'd entered the final millennium, and that the earth itself would tremble and rend itself apart if either candidate was to come away victorious today. Tempers flare up under the oppressive heat, and partisans of either side hurl insults at each other, 
but nothing comes to blows thanks to the show of force that is the American garrison. All dressed in their light blue uniforms and armed with rifles and bayonets, the soldiers keep the peace, moving in tight columns to position themselves between the most vocal rivals. Officers in darker blue jackets ride around on horseback, fanning themselves with their caps and keeping watch over the crowds. You hear the worst insults hurled at the Americans, but they remain stoic, unmoved in the face of utter contempt. Steering clear of the most obstinate members of the public, you take refuge in the Metropolitan Cathedral of Our Lady of Monterey, a towering 18th-century church with an ornate Baroque facade. You sit down against the corner of the building and fan yourself, trying to cool down. But even here, you feel yourself cooking as if you were in an oven. Don't bother, amigo. It won't do you any good. You look over and spot another man taking refuge in the shade. He's dressed in the manner of a vaquero, a cowboy, wearing a thin, well-worn jacket over a sweat-stained shirt. He also has sturdy trousers covered with filthy chaps. You can only make out the lower half of his face, the rest being hidden under the wide brim of his hat. Just relax, and your body will cool itself down. The man tips his hat at you. You're definitely not ready to go out again in the sun, and with nobody else to talk to, you force out what small talk you can offer. So, uh, do you like the candidates? The man smiles, scoffs. He folds his arms together and looks down at his feet. That's like asking if I prefer scorpions to snakes, amigo. The man fishes out a pipe and stuffs it with tobacco, striking a match to get it going. He exhales a thick, pungent cloud of smoke in your direction. Still, this is the first time in 20 years we even get to choose. There hasn't been a Mexican leader in Mexico since the Americans strung up Santa Ana many, many years ago. I take it that Ignacio de Leon is your man, then. He's as good as it comes. It would be better if he was from here and not some aristocrat from La Capital. But like I said, at least he's one of us. The man pulls a pocket watch out from his trousers, and you can't help noticing how shiny it is, untarnished despite this man's very rural occupation. The boxes are opening soon. Would you like to join me? I wouldn't mind some company while I wait in line. The man looks up at you, lifting his hat to reveal a face made leathery by years in the sun, framed by a salt-and-pepper beard and punctuated with deep brown eyes. He's a tough-looking fellow, but his whisper of a grin is immediately disarming. Sure, why not? You approach and offer your hand. Pleased to make your acquaintance, the man shakes back. My name is Eduardo. You join Eduardo as you cross the square, heading towards the Palacio del Gobierno, in front of which several voting stations are being hastily set up by American soldiers and government officials. You watch as signs in English and Spanish go up atop each voting tent, reading Territorial Elections Commission. There's hardly a Mexican among those setting up, and this too draws jeering from the crowd. So, what brings you to Monterrey? Oh, um, well, I've come to write about the election. Much of the world is watching and waiting to see what America is going to do with the Mexican territories. They've been here for 20 years now, but we can never get a straight answer about whether Mexico is merely occupied territory or an American state in its own right. 
is that what the world wanders about? Eduardo takes a long drag on his pipe, letting whiskey plumes of smoke pour out from his nostrils. America writes the laws. Americans tell us where we can and can't go. And the American takes a cut of everything I earn. I am sorry, but I am afraid your story is going to be a short one. I don't know about that. I don't find the American character to be very indecisive. If they meant to conquer, they would have declared Mexico a state long ago. Personally, I think they mean to get out now that hostilities are at an end. Valgame Dios. You haven't been here long, amigo. America rules Mexico. Except for Los Lobos in the south, but it is not safe to speak of such things. The question is whether they are going to give us a say or not. You aren't voting for a free and sovereign Mexico, then? <laughs> Escúchame, pero... I don't care if the law comes from Mexico City or Washington. I just want my say. I am sure if you asked my abuelo, he would have said that the Spaniards were bastards. But, as long as his farm was his, the rest didn't matter. You don't doubt the sincerity of Eduardo's position. Among all the shouting and ruckus still going on in the square... You have hardly heard the cry to liberate Mexico. Everyone hates the Americans, but nobody here is threatened to send them packing. You wonder if Eduardo is more or less pragmatic than the rest of Monterrey. It's doubtful that the Americans would tolerate cries for a free Mexico, but then, their number is not significant so far as you have seen in the city, and it's not as if the Mexicans lack the metal to overthrow a world power. Certainly, the Mexicans could give it a go, for twenty years under American rule is but a fleeting moment compared to the centuries spent under the Spanish crown. Finally, the voting tents are all set up, and the commencement of the political ritual begins with a resounding booming of trumpets across the square. Government officials, all Americans at a glance, ascend the platforms and stand between the voting tents, and all urge the gathered masses to come closer as they begin instructing everyone on how voting will proceed. Eduardo, indifferent, gestures for you to follow, and then begins shoving his way through the crowd as he approaches the nearest voting tent. At first, people turn to scold him, but every time you see a flash of recognition and immediate deference paid to this particular cowboy. Reaching the tent, a government official steps forward, waving his finger in Eduardo's face. I'm sorry, senor, but we'd like everyone to form a line. And you were definitely not waiting here first. Eduardo pays the official no mind, walking right up to the table where an attendant sits with a box and a stack of blank ballots. My name is Eduardo de Leon, aged 40 years. I would like to register to vote. The attendant at the table looks flabbergasted, but his colleagues offer nothing but indifferent shrugs of the shoulder. Do you have any identification? See? Eduardo produces a pair of carefully folded sheets from inside of his jacket pocket and places them down on the table, unfolding them slowly, gently. He turns them over to the attendant. These papers identify me as a captain in the army of Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. Do you have anything else? No. Well, this isn't enough. You certainly can't vote now with just this. This was good enough for my president. 
Why isn't it good enough for yours? There are procedures here. If you'd waited, someone would have explained to you that... In a flash, Eduardo pulls a pistol from within his jacket and points it at the attendant. Equally as quickly, an array of rifles tipped with bayonets aim at Eduardo's head and back. The blades are so close that they could almost knock off his hat. The cry goes out for Eduardo to drop his weapon, but he holds steadfast, his pipe hanging out of his mouth and his eyes focused on the attendant and the ballots on the table. My ballot, please. The attendant doesn't know what to do. American soldiers inch closer, pressing the tips of their bayonets into Eduardo's back. Glancing around, you can also see officers aiming pistols at Eduardo from on horseback. Further commands to lower his weapon go unheeded. And from the looks of the officers, any moment now, one of them will give the order to shoot. You diablos can take my country, but you won't take our voice. Give me and every man here their ballot. The attendant sweats like a pig, and even some of the American soldiers lose their focus for a moment, needing to wipe the sweat from their brows as this midday standoff leaves everyone at the edge of action. And then, a murmur goes up from among the crowd. The gathered citizens of Monterey begin to complain, growing more irate with every passing moment, demanding that they be given their ballots. The grumbling turns into shouting, And soon, people are screaming, crying out for their ballots. Half of the soldiers with their weapons trained on Eduardo turn to face the crowd and are joined by more of their comrades from the garrison. But still, they are fiercely outnumbered. And with the citizens surrounding the mounted officers shaking their fists at them, the situation is quickly growing untenable. Eduardo, throughout all of this, remains focused on the man obstructing him and the pile of ballots in front of him. Frightened for his life, the attendant finally gives way. Picking up his pen and carefully lifting Eduardo's paper up for a better look as he scrawls Eduardo's name in a register and then hands him back his papers with a ballot. Eduardo receives his papers and lowers his gun, sliding it back into its holster. He coolly walks into the tent where a screen is set up behind which he can vote. He never turns once to look at the soldiers who are still aiming their weapons at him. After a long beat, Eduardo returns and hands a folded ballot to the attendant, watching to ensure that it does in fact go into the box. That business finally done, Eduardo walks past the soldiers still threatening him with their guns, pausing only a moment to shake your hand and dump out the contents of his pipe. I hope your story won't be so short after all. If you are in town for a little longer, I have a ranch just west of the mountain, the Cerro de la Silla. You are welcome to visit any time. And with that, Eduardo removes his hat and then walks off, melting into the crowd who seem to fold in around him, obscuring him from your view and from that of the bewildered soldiers. As the officers try to bark orders to pursue the man, The crowd becomes louder still, drowning out every other voice. Turning back to the polling stations, you find them mobbed by people, all holding up their papers, demanding to be registered to vote. It took one man, but now the people of Monterey will have their say.
hope you enjoyed that episode. Just to keep you abreast of things, I am halfway through the election of 1960. That was, of course, Kennedy versus Nixon. And I have started Reagan part two. So here is a deal which I'm going to strike with you, listener. I actually have a Patreon page. I haven't spoken about it for years, but if I can get up to the uh, modest sum of 300 US dollars per month, I will commit to doing 10 American presidents episode each month in the year of 2021. Now, there is absolutely no way that uh, $300 is a living, but um, I know many of you will know that I do many other different podcasts besides, and um, it's really a way of incentive and inducement for me actually to keep on a regular schedule. One of the problems for me is that, quite simply, these shows take so long to do, is that I generally always put them to the end of my production queue. However, they are incredibly enjoyable, and when they are done, I'm incredibly proud of them. So, um, let's see if we can get up to that uh, modest sum of $300 per month. If you would like to force my hand into creating more shows, quite simply go to patreon.com and uh, become a Patreon. You can also actually go on to the website 10 American Presidents, which is 10 USP, so that's 10USP.com, and there is actually a donate button there also. Have a great Christmas, look after yourself, have a happy new year. After the year that we've had in 2020, things can only get better. See you in approximately, what, uh, four days' time. For another missive from our friends at at the Twilight Histories podcast. They specialise in alternative history and they're rather good at what they do. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.